Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. My respected brothers and sisters in Islam, welcome to Islamica, the show and the platform available for you at home to call and ask your questions. You could ask any question about any Islamic matter or any family matter and we'll try to answer your questions according to the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So I urge all of you, my brothers and sisters, to call and ask your questions. You will be not just only benefiting yourselves that your questions will be answered. You are benefiting thousands of people who will be watching the channel and will be benefiting from the questions and the answers inshallah ta'ala without further delay my brothers and sisters we have some questions that came to us inshallah ta'ala on the whatsapp the first question i forget to observe asri prayer but i observed maghrib and isha before i remember do i have to observe asri and also observe the maghrib and isha again now <coughs> now Allah says in the Quran that the prayer is ordained on a prescribed time is ordained upon the believer on, on a prescribed time which means it has to be in the prescribed time now the question is there is difference of opinion now uh, there is difference of opinion do we need to pray them in order meaning the Asr and then Maghrib and Isha or for example, if you came and you didn't pray Asr, do you need to pray Maghrib first? Do you need to pray Asr first, etc.? And there is difference of opinion between the scholars of Islam. But we have a hadith from the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He mentioned, he said, he said, when the iqama is established, then there is no salah except the prescribed prayer, meaning that prayer. So when you come to the masjid, to, when the Imam is praying Maghrib, so you need to pray Maghrib. Not uh, even if you do, if you missed Asar and you have a valid reason, you may pray Asar after. And this is the opinion of Imam Shafi'i and others as well. Or the same thing, if you came to Salat al-Isha, you didn't pray Maghrib and you found the Imam praying Isha, then you join the Imam praying Isha after you finish Isha, then you pray the Maghrib. Even though many of the scholars as well, they said you need to pray Maghrib first and Isha, but actually you pray with the Imam, whatever the Imam is praying, and then you uh, and then you, after you finish, then you pray what you missed after that. And at, uh, that's what we call it in the, uh, uh, to make up the salah that you have missed. Now, in your situation, it is best for you if you came and uh, if you prayed Maghrib and Isha, you remembered after Isha that you, that you didn't pray Asr, all what you have to do is just praying Asr. You don't have to repeat Maghrib and Isha because it doesn't invalidate, you know, if you didn't pray Asr, it doesn't invalidate your Maghrib and Isha. Since you forget, no problem, inshallah ta'ala, if you finished, you, you finished praying Maghrib, you finished praying Isha, all what you have to do is just only praying Maghrib, uh, praying the Asr, which you missed, inshallah ta'ala, and it is valid for you, and you don't need to repeat the, uh, the Maghrib and Isha again. Another question, is Niqab part of Islam or just an Arab culture? No, Niqab is part of, uh, Niqab was part of the, uh, in certain cultures, not, not just Arab culture, even some uh, Jews as well in the past used to wear Niqab and we used to cover the, we used to cover the faces and Arabs used to cover, some of the Arabs used to cover the faces and some not. So it is part of Islam. Islam accepted this. For example, even the hijab, women used to cover their hijab even before the Prophet was sent, but the but Allah Azzawajal has made it obligatory to wear the hijab for the women, so it became part of Islam. Now the niqab 
is the niqab covering the face or the face, the face veil? Is it, is it part of Islam? Yes, it became part of Islam and it is part of Islam as it is legislated and uh, the, the Prophet affirmed it for his wives and as well affirmed it for the many of the companion women of the Prophet Now, and as well, he didn't make it as obligatory that we find some of the Sahabi women of the Prophet used to expose their face during the time of the Prophet Some of them used to expose their face during the time of the Prophet ﷺ and the Messenger of Allah ﷺ, didn't tell them to cover their faces. We have a hadith, a famous hadith, which is called Al-Mar Al-Khath'amiyya, and that a woman came to, uh, after the Prophet ﷺ finished Hajj, which means this is after the legislation of Hajj was finished, and, 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 and after that, which is, which is towards the end of the life of the Prophet ﷺ. And on the way back, he was going to Medina, a woman came to him exposing her face, and she was known that she had kind of a bit red, uh, for example, cheeks, etc. So she was known with her, so, so that's the, the narrator is describing kind of about her appearance and her face. And uh, his, uh, the, the cousin of the Prophet Al-Fadl Abbas, he started staring at her, the Messenger of Allah وسلم, He turned his face, he made his face to turn away his face from staring at the woman, but he didn't tell the woman to cover her face. From this hadith, we understand that covering the face is not obligatory, but again, the Messenger of Allah وسلم, affirmed it for, uh, for, for some women to do it. So, uh, for women to do it. So, if a woman voluntarily wanted to wear it, Alhamdulillah, that's something which is good and that's something which is recommended in Islam and something which is good. And if a woman choose not to wear it, still she's not sinful as long as she observed the hijab properly and covering all her body except face and hand as the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ indicated and it is fine inshallah ta'ala. And the hadith of Asma, the famous hadith, the Messenger of Allah ﷺ, he said when a woman reached the age of puberty, she shouldn't uh, expose any of her body except her face and hand. Uh, so only her face and the palm of the hands are she is allowed to expose everything that she has to cover and she shouldn't wear any any see-through or transparent or, uh, uh, or, or, or or a cloth that could shape her body she should wear something loose and not transparent in order for her to that's the proper hijab and the jilbab which is mentioned in the Quran and the, and the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu and we have a caller inshallah ta'ala Hello, assalamu alaykum Yes, sister, how can I help? Sheikh, I just wanted to ask them about traveling and salah. Uh, say, um, when do you start making the intention for, um, when does your tra traveling salah start? Um, say like, um, I'm going to leave the house at 12 midday. Yeah, okay. Um, for example, midday. Midday, it is best for you, for example, you may start, uh, if, if the dhuhr already there, then you, while you are in your hometown, while you are in your hometown, then in that case, it's, it's good, for, it's okay for you to join the Salah, Dhuhr and Asr together. If you are close to the time of Dhuhr, then pray when, when the time of Dhuhr starts, then pray Dhuhr and Asr together. You could join them, but you cannot short, shorten them until you leave your hometown. If you leave your hometown, then you pray half of it, which is the Dhuhr too and the Asr too. Uh, this, if you leave the hometown, meaning you're totally outside the, the, your hometown, you're outside the, the city, then in that case you may start uh, uh, shortening the salah. But while you are in your hometown, then in that case you have to do your salah fully. But you may join for the reason of traveling. 
And if you are okay. fasting, we know the hadith of Anas ibn Malik radiallahu anhu that when he used to travel, before he traveled, when he put his luggage on, on, on his ride, then he will ask for water, he will ask for food, he will eat some food, he will ask, he will drink some water before departing his his home, not his hometown before, and he will be eating and drinking on the day of Ramadan if he to, to strengthen himself for the travel. So it's permissible for the person will be a traveler as soon as start proceeding traveling. So as when your luggage in the car, when you are about to leave, then you are a traveler. So you, if you are fasting in Ramadan, you may eat and drink to strengthen, to strengthen yourself for the journey. And as well, uh, you may join the Salah, but for the reason of traveling, but shortening the Salah, you have to leave your hometown. Is that clear, my sister? Sorry, Sheriff, can I just quickly ask them, say like, um, yeah, uh, so the hometown is, sorry, it's okay, don't worry, it's okay. What, what? No, ask inshallah, what is it? Ask. Because my, my, my house is four and a half away from the airport. So the, in London. Yeah, okay, that's fine. As If you wanted to go to the, to the airport, not in the airport you, you start shortening. Because you still, the airport is within the city. I'm talking about if you leave, if you are on the plane, you may shorten. But in your hometown, you may join, not shortening. Is that clear? The question is, is it permissible for a woman to cut and dye her hair? What's that? I don't know. Her hair. Yeah, yeah, it is permissible to cut. If you wanted to cut her hair, it's fine. Dyeing her hair as well, she's entitled to do that. As long as she doesn't shave it. It's not permissible for women to shave their, their head, except if there is... Uh, in, unless if there is a necessity or something like that. Otherwise, she is entitled to cut it dif with different length, whatever she wanted to choose. And of course, not to imitate men, of course, in, the, in their haircut, on their style, etc. And, uh, and, and as well, she's entitled to dye it, uh, you know, in any color, as long as, again, she doesn't imitate as well certain groups or certain ideologies or certain, for example, things. So uh, she's entitled to dye different colors, uh, like blonde, brown, etc. No problem, inshallah, if she wanted to do that, inshallah. Now, uh, another question not here. If I have an outstanding, I don't know, an outstanding asr, uh, the mosque entered are observing Maghrib. How do I pray the Asr? Meaning, if you didn't pray Asr, and if you have a valid reason you didn't pray Asr, and the Maghrib came, then in that case, as soon as you enter the masjid, you pray with the Imam the Maghrib prayer. You join the Imam with the Maghrib. Because the Messenger of Allah وسلم, he mentioned in a hadith, he said when the Iqama is established, there is no salah except the Maktub, except the prescribed one. Maktub, which is the one which is there. So you go with the Imam, you pray with the Imam, their Maghrib prayer, and as soon as the Imam finishes his prayer, then in that case you stand up and then you pray the Asr that you didn't pray, inshallah ta'ala, and you can do it in this way, inshallah. Another question. Uh, uh, now, is there a provision for counseling or mental health um, and for mental advocacy in Islam. Any hadith to back up, to back up, please? Yes, there are. 
that we know that uh, the, that at the time of the Prophet وسلم, a woman she used to be suffering from epilepsy. She came to the Messenger of Allah وسلم, She said to him, O Messenger of Allah, ask Allah, make dua for me that Allah cures me. And then the Messenger of Allah وسلم, he said to her, Will you be patient and you will get Jannah, inshallah? She said yes, but ask Allah as well that I wish, uh, you know that me not to be exposed. Ask Allah for me not to be exposed if I lose conscious. And the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he made dua for her uh, not to be exposed when she lose conscious. So there are people who have, who, who suffered some certain mental health problems and the Prophet of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he was saying to her, so she was fully uh, aware of, of, the, of the situation and as well the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioning to her about being patient and about, you know, she, he, so he was asking her take on this and that shows he dealt with her according to the, to the uh, that uh, she is a, a full conscious woman personally and as well uh, that uh, and or, or uh, and as well he sallallahu alaihi wasallam he told her to be patient advise her to be patient on these things and she will be granted jannah so anyone who's suffering from these problems and to be uh, that they should be patient in order to get the reward from Allah firstly and in the same time the messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi he said in hadith there is no disease except it has a cure so if there is a problem, inshallah, then seek, inshallah, a cure for it, seek medication for it, uh, ask the people of specialty to, uh, to help you with this, then that's something which you can do, inshallah, in order to get the best advice, inshallah, from, uh, from the specialist in order for you to get the, the cure. Or at least, and, and one of the things as well that could help uh, our mental health, as I mentioned to you, sports, uh, for example, activities, certain activities, uh, uh, and as well, for example, to have these holidays and uh, with your family, with your uh, with your family, uh, and as well, always, it's when you have a holiday, always seek a holidays that as well doesn't doesn't take you away from the deen is actually you want uh, they want a holiday that also will ease your life that things to to feel uh, to feel good about yourself to to have a good time to have fun etc at the same time it has to be in the uh, within the worship of Allah within the boundaries of Islam don't transgress against the boundaries of Islam because trust me my brothers and sisters wallahi uh, don't think it is easier when you are away from the remembrance of Allah. It is more hardship, it is more difficult when you are away from the remembrance of Allah. So that's something which you can do, inshallah ta'ala. Uh, and as will Allah mentioned in the Quran about the Quran that it is a shifa, it's a cure for the heart of the believers, and a cure which means when, when Allah mentioned heart means this is our, uh, our, our, our nafs, our, our, our thinking, our intellectual uh, abilities, etc. So it's a cure for us, inshallah ta'ala. And so at least you know you have a Lord that you worship and you know that you are worshiping the one true God, Allah wa ta'ala, and you are following the guidance of His Prophet and messengers alayhim as-salatu salam <coughs> another question uh, now I'm 31 with no job no marriage is this because of sihr? not necessarily maybe maybe not I don't know but maybe not why you why do you think it's because of sihr? maybe you um, uh, if you are if you don't have a job try your best to find a job and as well don't don't make it complicated don't make for yourself too many conditions work anything and if you are able to work work anything 
if it's a, a brother, especially the brothers, try to do your best, inshallah ta'ala, to find the job, even shelving, doing like that. As long try to find a halal job, inshallah ta'ala, doing whatever you can. And as well, do things as well, do some kind of trainings and things like this that helps you to get a good job, inshallah ta'ala. That's something which you can do. And you'll find people who are directing you within within this field, inshallah ta'ala. So try your best, inshallah ta'ala, to do that. And um, and in the same time, do not, even if you have a small, a little income, no problem. Even with this low, little income with the blessing, better than a lot with no blessing, inshallah ta'ala. Try to do this, inshallah. And the marriage, the same thing. When you have a job, inshallah ta'ala, if you are a brother, then in that case, inshallah ta'ala, as well, try to find a sister. Just again, don't put too many conditions. And Allah will help you, inshallah ta'ala. Same thing for the sisters as well. If you are being looked after by your father, inshallah ta'ala, don't, don't worry, inshallah ta'ala, that's something, it's his duty to spend on you or your brothers. And as well, in the same time, as well, no problem for you as well to work and earn money. And the same thing, look for someone who is pious. That's the main thing. Inshallah, Allah will help you, inshallah ta'ala. And we have a caller, inshallah. Hello, assalamu alaikum. Yes, sister, how can I help? Uh, my question is... My son got autism. Yes. And uh, I want to be making Which surah to then find from recover his disease? And I want to be requested he will be having long and healthy life. You want to do what? Long and healthy life. Sister, the best one who is making dua, inshallah, will make dua for you. May Allah help you and help your son and make it easy for you and him. But at the same time as well, the best person who is making dua to your child is you because you love him more than anyone else. And you are the one who is in need. And Allah has mentioned in the Quran, who is responding to the core of the one who is in need, or the one who is in, in desperate need. Is Allah is the one who responds to you, inshallah. So keep making dua for your son, inshallah. Keep asking Allah to help him and to make it easy for him. And make dua for yourself, inshallah. And as well, we make dua for you. May Allah make it easy for you. And as I said to you, there is no specific surah to say this. But generally, reading Surah Al-Baqarah yourself, not to listen to it, try to read Surah Al-Baqarah, try to read, for example, Ayat Al-Kursi if you can, just Surah Al-Fatiha, uh, Ayat Al-Kursi, the last, the last three surahs, Qul Huwa Allahu Ahad, Qul Adwar Bil Falaq, Qul Adwar Bil Nas, three times each, making general dua, inshallah ta'ala, the morning, evening, adhkar, and making, uh, and asking Allah to help you. This is what general, that's kind of a general things, inshallah ta'ala, that you can do. Is that clear, my sister? Yeah, that's fine. All right. May Allah make it easy for you, sister. Look at him. Yeah, my son not living with me. He is in special care. Subhanallah. May Allah make it easy for him. May Allah give him shifa and grant him a quick recovery and make it easy for him and make it easy for you, sister. Okay, thank you. No problem. All right. Look after yourself, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. Subhanallah. That's why that's one of the things, as I said to you, my, my brothers and sisters, inshallah ta'ala, we, we should do our best, inshallah ta'ala, to, uh, uh, you know, to make dua to Allah Azzawajal. At the end of the day, is Allah Azzawajal is the one who responds to our supplication, to our calls, to our dua. Ask Allah Azzawajal and Allah will help definitely be ta'ala. May Allah make it easy for all our brothers and sisters and help them throughout all their uh, illnesses and their, um, their, their, their problems and their struggle. Uh, another question. Another question here. What are the obligation in, obligations in Islam? The obligations in Islam is firstly the faith, the articles of faith, believing in Allah, uh, 
believing in his lordship and kingship and he is the only one worthy for ship that Allah and Allah has names and attributes that befits and belong to his majesty wa ta'ala we should believe in them we should believe that uh, as well in his angels some angels we know their names some angels we don't know their names we believe in all angels that Allah has created we believe in his revelations the books that he has revealed wa ta'ala upon his prophets and messengers alayhi salatu salam to believe and some books we know their names some books we don't know their names or to believe in all of that we believe as well in his messengers alayhi salatu salam all of them that includes as well which is which means that uh, by when you believe in messengers that means you by default you believe in the prophets uh, of Allah alayhi salatu salam and as well to believe in the last day uh, that there will be a day that we're going to be resurrected that we're going to stand before Allah and before that there's going to be a period of time will be in the grave and will be questioned the three main questions and after that in the day of judgment will be resurrected before Allah will be questioned about all our deeds and they're going to be a punishment of the hellfire and they're going to be as well a paradise for people who who did who who fulfilled their duties to Allah and we believe as well in the pre-decree uh, in, in in the in the in the predestination as well uh, or the pre-decree as well so we believe all of that is all from Allah wa ta'ala whatever Allah decides is from him wa ta'ala uh, uh, so uh, uh, so we believe in all of that as well uh, and that's the qadr khayri wa shar that if you have this then to fulfill the obligations of Islam to to testify none worthy for worship except Allah the shahada and to testify that Muhammad is a messenger of Allah establishing the five daily prayer paying the obligatory charity the zakat and as well fasting the month of Ramadan from the morning till the evening, from the dawn until the sunset, uh, as well uh, to uh, do the Hajj, the pilgrimage, if you are able to do so to Mecca once in your lifetime. So, so those were general obligations of Islam. And whatever the Messenger of Allah, whatever Allah says in the Quran, whatever the Messenger of Allah told us, we have to do it and it become as, as a command is going to be as an obligation for us that's what general. this is the holistic thing and there are specific things which is mentioned along your journey into in Islam inshallah you learn well, if you learn something you just implement as simple as that inshallah and we have a caller inshallah hello alaikum. wa alaikum salam um, yes there's uh, the dua you say before going in the toilet if you forget to say it uh, and you go in the toilet. Can you say it in your mind in the toilet? Yeah, uh, no, no. You can say it before, before. Uh, sorry to say, it, before doing the business. So you can, do, you can say it even inside the toilet. Oh, you can say it with your mouth, yeah. Yes. Oh, thank you. So you may say Bismillah, Azza wa Jalla, al Khabath. That's what you can do, inshallah. No problem. Exactly. Yes. Allah barik fiq. Hayak Allah. No problem. All right. <coughs> and. Uh, this is what generally as I mentioned to you now there is another question can you please clarify if I can when offering tahajjud prayer at night look and read from pocket size Quran yes you can no problem you can read and 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 from a pocket size Quran or a big size Quran or any size Quran you can do that inshallah it's fine for you to do that inshallah there is no 
harm for you to do it in this way, inshallah And it is good as well if you wanted to read more, inshallah that's fine. It's best to have kind of a stand or something that you could put it there, you could put the Quran and read from it, then alhamdulillah, that's, that's something you can do it, inshallah rather than keep holding it with your hand. But may, be, bear in mind that when you go to Rukur, put the Quran on the side and then go Rukur properly and go to you properly. Don't bow while you are holding the Quran and you are, when you prostrate, you're holding the Quran in your hand. Then in that case, when some people, what they, because they want to respect the Quran, they keep the Quran up, which is good. They keep the Quran in their hand and then they prostrate. So what they prostrate, instead of prostrating, they will put the, the back side of the hand on the floor in order to hold the Quran in this way. And that's not right. So uh, so that's why if you have a table or a shelf or something, put the Quran there and go to bow and go to, to prostration to sujood, then come back and pick it up again. Or put it in your pocket and go to bow uh, to Ruku'ah and sujood. But make sure you don't hold it while in prostration or while Ruku'ah or prostration. Make sure that you don't do that, inshallah. Otherwise, it could, this could invalidate your prayer. Because that the Prophet وسلم, he said I was commanded to prostrate on, four, on seven bones and those are the forehead and the nose and the palms of the hand has to be on the floor and the knees and the back of the of the uh, of the toes as well have to be on the floor. So that's what is what you are supposed to do it inshallah. أطيعوا الله وأطيعوا الرسول وأولي الأمر منكم